Emergency Medical Services. Emergency Medical Services, EMS, constitutes the extension of emergency medical care into the community. Strong emergency physician leadership is essential to a safe and essential EMS system. The current system in the United States started with 1966 National Highway Safety Act, which authorized the U.S. Department of Transportation, the DOT, to fund ambulances, communications, and training programs for pre-hospital medical services. Coincidentally, in 1967, J.F. Partridge began using a mobile coronary care unit in, I believe it was Belfast, Northern Ireland, to extend coronary care into pre-hospital settings. In 1973, Public Law 93154 defined a goal of improving emergency <laughs> medical care and EMS on a national scale, although much has changed in EMS since passage of that initiate act. The original definition of an EMS system is useful for understanding its functions. This law identified 15 elements of an EMS system. 1. Personal. 2. Training. 3. Communications. 4. Transportation. 5. Facilities. 6. Critical care units. 7. Public safety agencies. 8. Consumer participation. And 9. Access to care. 10. Transfer of care. 11. Standardization of patients' records. 12. Public information and education. 13. Hold up. 13. Independent review and evaluation. 14. Disaster linkage and 15. Mutual aid agreements. Thus, an EMS system is the entire system in place to provide care to emergency patients from the initial call to definitive care. In the United States, individual state EMS laws and regulations typically define levels of ambulance service capabilities, training requirements, equipment requirements, and requirements for physician leadership and accountability. In addition, the state health department may be led agency in promoting and funding EMS activity. Local rural emergency medical services to be effective in EMS systems should be planned, organized, and operated Operated. At the local level, local communities identified the needs and allocate resources to meet the demands for emergency care. The 15 elements of an EMS system defined by public law 93 through 154 can provide guidance in this process. Personnel in most urban areas paid public safety and ambulance personnel provide pre-hospital medical care but in rural or wilderness areas citizen volunteers park rangers or ski patrols are commonly employed training begins with education of the private citizen and EMS system. 
access CPR and other forms of first aid. Communications media can be used to reach large populations with the information necessary to educate citizens to respond to medical emergencies. Currently, there are four DOT EMS training curriculum levels. These are first responder, FR, emergency medical technicians, EMT, basic, and EMTB. EMT Intermediate, EMT-1, and EMT Paramedic, EMTP. The DOTFR, DOTFR, DOT, I think, stands for Department of Transportation, FR, First Responder, Department of Transportation, First Responder, and the Medical First Responder, EMT-1, is it DOT-EMS? Yep, best of one, boom, oh, I get it now. Oh, it's the part I get it. That's what all those letters mean. Of course, it's designed primarily for individuals who may be the first to arrive at a medical emergency. Typically, police officers, firefighters, first aid teams, and or other community EMS responders. This course provides instruction in CPR, spinal immobilization, bleeding control, and other basic emergency care procedures. The FR course is not designed for personnel working primarily on ambulances. The three DOT, Department of Transportation, and EMT, Emergency medical technician levels are designed for individuals who will function as members of an ambulance crew. Some states have additional EMT levels, others than the three recognized by the DOT. The EMT BS have the necessary first aid skills. I'm sorry, B's, EMT B's have the necessary first aid skills to take care of immediately life-threatening pre-hospital emergency conditions. These skills include CPR, use of an automated external defibrillator, hyphen AED machine, hyphen, and safe, I mean, sorry, parentheses, AED, parentheses, comma, that's what I meant. And safe extrication, immobilization, and transportation of emergency victims and pieces of body tissues that go along with them. I'm kidding. EMTBs are now being trained to assist patients in using their own nitroglycerin, epinephrine, and inhalers. There is an optional module in the DOT EMTB curriculum on advanced airway techniques in intubation or in advanced airway adjacent adjunct. What do you mean adjacent? Airway adjunct, such as a pharyngeal tracheal lumen airway and learning gill mask airway. The decision to teach the optional airway module generally is made by the state 
EMS agency. The EMT-1 training includes additional skills in addition assessment, but also adds such skills as intravenous therapy, defibrillation, basic electrocardiogram, ECG, interpretation, and the ability to give some uh, to give some what? Wait, the EMT, what? What am I? What, what? There are, however, some states that are still using the previous, uh, did not include. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Ability to give some cardiac medications. Not for the head, but for the heart, brain. The EMT1 curriculum was changed recently to. Add medications. There are, however, some states that are still using the previous EMT curriculum that did not include delivery of medications. The highest level of EMT training that of an EMT P adds additional skills in patient assessment as well as additional background in basic medical physiology. Besides the skills of the EMT-1, the paramedics are trained in the ability to give additional medications and to have a better understanding of the pathophysiology and pharmacology needed for interventions in various medical conditions. Clearly, physicians need to be deeply involved in EMT training to ensure that knowledge and skills are being taught appropriately. The Universal Challenge Communication. Important things to remember about what I just read was probably the National Highway Safety Act, which authorized the U.S. Department of Transportation to fund ambulances. It's probably what I'm going to need to remember. So, the National. National Highway Safety Act.
Another thing to remember is the 15 elements, personnel, training, communications, transportation, facilities, critical care units, public safety agencies.
Okay. Standardization of patients' records. Transfer of care, standardization of patients' records, public information and education.
instructions to help care for the patient prior to the arrival as personnel. Patient care protocols developed by physicians. However, there are times when EMS personnel may require online medical control, in which they talk directly with the physician for specific direction or orders. The EMS communication system should function to provide public access, prompt dispatch of the appropriate vehicles and personnel timely hospital notification and online medical control. The public should be encouraged to use the universal emergency telephone number rather than call a hospital or physician when life-threatening symptoms, acute chest pain, sympnea, loss of consciousness, or vocal weakness occur. Transportation, ground ambulances, have evolved from transport vehicles into sophisticated, efficient, mobile patient care areas where life-saving maneuvers can be performed. The most important aspect of ambulance design is that the attendants must be able to provide airway and ventilatory support while transporting the patient safely, basic life support, BLS, Ambulances carry equipment appropriate for attendants trained at the EMTB level. Advanced life support ALS ambulances are equipped for EMTPs or the other healthcare personnel capable of providing drug therapy and performing other advanced medical procedures. Ground transportation is appropriate for the majority of ill or injured patients, especially in the urban. We gon' we gon' like 